All right, this is the Real Alpha Talk podcast with Aaron and Abby. Welcome, Abby. Hi, Aaron. Thank you. Welcome back to another week. Yeah, it's uh, yeah week two of our podcast series. It's really uh, it's a good new look to the podcast. So, yeah, we've um, brought on Abby, who's from Portugal. She's a voice uh, voiceover actor. Is that correct, Abby? The yeah, voiceover? that's correct. Yeah, yeah. voiceover yeah. Uh, artist and actress. Yeah. 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 So she's got a pretty good experience in this field and um, also got a really interesting background as well. So, yeah. Um, in last week's uh, episode, we touched on the origins of the real alpha mentality and um, touched on some of the traditional attributes that we might come across, you know, when we're talking about, you know, the traditional alpha. And um, that was a uh, an interesting topic. We talked about the typical traits that, you know, we come across such as confidence, the assertiveness, typical leadership position, um, but they're also competitive. They can be decisive, but they can be dominating and risk-taking as well. So, um, yeah, this, this episode is really going to delve uh, deeper into the... Uh, the modern alpha and talk about, uh, I guess, probably challenge what people think about as a, an alpha, I guess. Absolutely. And Aaron, I don't know if you want to just give people who, who haven't joined us before just a little bit about um, what you think of, of as the concept of alpha and what it means for people to get on board with it and what it actually means to you as well and what it could mean for the rest of their to implement in their life. Yeah, good, good prompt, Abby. Pre appreciate that. Um, yeah, you know, the concept of alpha for at least for the podcast and for our our company is um, probably not what people think. So, alpha is another term for angle of attack in aviation. So, we wanted to come up with a way to tell a story through our brand, and with that, we coined the term critical alpha. So, critical angle of attack. And that's the angle at which an aircraft produces lift that can actually take off. And there's a whole formula that goes behind that. But basically what we've done is put that into simple terms for people to understand in our book and the app so that they can actually, you know, get that critical alpha, that momentum for themselves, you know, in a personal development Definitely. sense. Um, it's yeah. never been explained in that way before. But um, we thought, you know, why not talk about alpha? You know, alpha... In the in the workplace, in the business sense, in Absolutely. the sporting sense. Um, yeah, and world. Aaron, yeah. Aaron and I, if you have just joined us, Aaron and I come from a very, very different background. Well, first of all, I'm in Portugal. He is in Australia. I'm freezing. He's absolutely roasting. Um, and <laughs> basically, <laughs> my my background is acting as well, and and yours is aviation. So it's a nice blend of the two. So it's really interesting to dive into those topics that we're going to be talking about because we both come from different backgrounds. That's true. Yeah, very, very different backgrounds. Uh, I've got a background in aviation, military aviation. Um, so as soon as I say military, some people just like, oh, you know, they switch off. They're like, oh, you know, military people, you know, I don't know. 
I don't know what it is. I'm just a normal they, person. They have a persona. <laughs> they have a persona. That's it. And, Same. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a normal person, even though I'm an actress. <laughs> I'm semi-normal. I'd like to think I am. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, but I guess when you say you're an actress, people are like, oh, wow, what movies have you been in straight away? You know, yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> Although it, it is, you know, I don't, I don't want to um, actually, I don't, I don't want to be normal. Like, who wants to be normal? <laughs> exactly. Who wants to be normal? That's like, if you're listening to this podcast, like, you're not normal, obviously, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You're, um, you know, you want to be better than normal, you know. That's the, that's the way, I think, so. Yeah. Cool. So let's <laughs> but, um, get straight into yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I was going to like dive into like the traditional alpha like persona, you know, what the characteristics are because, um, you know, what do we think about when we think, you know, alpha? Like have you ever been sitting at the bar with your friends and, you know, someone goes, oh, that's the alpha, you know, that's the alpha male or female or whatever you know have you ever been in that situation yourself uh not personally i don't think but just from like watching movies you know I, i'm a big movie buff my friends call me and my family call me like a big hallmark girl uh just because i'm obsessed with happy endings um <laughs> but, but who, who wouldn't be um exactly. i live i do live in a bit of a bubble but when i do come across that kind of thing it always makes me think of especially in terms of um american tv programs or american films is like fraternities when they've got the alpha and the beta that that kind of vibe um <laughs> that's that's what i always <laughs> in, in, initially feel like but yeah i don't i don't really feel i don't go out anymore go i i literally just i'm a bit of a hermit i don't know about you Aaron. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like complete introvert, you know. Um, if I could spend time alone all day, I would, you know. But um, when when I think about alpha, like you know, this the the setting that comes to mind is the school days. You know, everyone has their group of people they're hanging out with, and um, there's always that. You know, there's normally like what you would call a leader or an alpha of that group, but. Yeah. Later in life, I learned that these people, they're not alpha in life. Like, they are leaders in their sense, but um, they're not yeah, like Yeah, they don't the follow alpha. it. Yeah, like, they have the talent. They might have the characteristics of, like, that uh, traditional alpha. But um, for me, I don't think that's, like, an alpha sort of person because I don't look up to those kind of people that aren't follow – they don't follow through. Um, no. I don't look up to that charismatic type leader, um, but uh, I mean that's from my my personal view. But um, yeah, you're you're from a different part of the world. So, what what sort of um, situations have you encountered an alpha before? I think probably re- relative to England more than here. To be honest, like the workplace is a very different a different vibe from here. If if we're talking about in terms of workplace. Um, but here, I've kind of always got involved with things. I mainly work for, uh, on my own, um, which is kind of the best place to be sometimes. Although I do like meeting people, I do have quite a variety. Um, but yeah, I feel like, especially in the modern world, we do, yeah, we don't often follow it through. And that is a, a great thing to for people to follow because we want people to to go by these ways in in every aspect. Exactly. And, um, 
I was also thinking today about what, you know, an alpha is not, you know, um, in a modern sense, like if we're thinking about, if we're looking at redefining the word and what it means, I think an alpha is someone that um, is a lot more calmer, has a lot more consideration of others. You know, they have um, yeah. patience. Um, they've got empathy. that emotional intelligence. Yeah, empathy. And someone that can, you know, relate to others as well, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I think in ter- I think we discussed this briefly last week as well, but in terms of leadership and what that actually means for someone and what it means to you to be a leader and what it means for you to look up to a leader as well. I think when you think of a leader, you're especially going back to school days, I know we, we also touched briefly on that last last week, but in terms of leadership, like what what does that mean to you? So it'd be interesting to see if we do get some responses, you know, what people actually would write in about as well. It'd be good to get some different perspectives for sure, you know, because um, there's also different styles of leadership. You've got, you know, the the autocratic or di- dictatorial type leader. You've got the laissez-faire type leaders. Um, and then you've got the ones in the middle, the charismatic and the transformational leaders. Um, but really, I think that, you know, if if I take a step back, it's good to have more uh, more of a combination of those that you can use, you know, like at, yeah. in certain situations. Um, but Absolutely. I've certainly worked with some very uh, charismatic leaders who, you know, they might be an alpha in their own sense yeah. of the meaning. They might think of themselves as the alpha, but yeah. um, they're not. They're not good leaders either. No, so. absolutely. And leadership can also, yeah, you can look up to someone and you can you view them as a leader, but it's also you take on their attributes and without them being, excuse my French, without them being an absolute asshole about it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. I think there's a lot of um, examples in the past where like, oh, someone said, oh, this person's like, um, this person's the next Steve Jobs, you know, like people I've worked with yeah. and stuff. I'm like, man, maybe maybe in their head. <laughs> But not uh, yeah. not in real life, mate. You know, they might be all maybe, talk, maybe don't like, aspire really to be talk. that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's just people that can talk the talk, and they're like real real good talkers, but they cannot follow through follow it through with even fifty no. percent of what they say. You know, it's like that's exactly. not an alpha. Yeah, that's like a second rate citizen. Like you know, you can't even follow yeah. through what you're saying. Like you're letting yeah. letting yourself down. <laughs> you know, absolutely. So, um, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, what about in acting? Like, I'm really curious to know, like, does these type of personalities come out in actors um, oh, on, on set and background? Yeah, massively. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be honest with you, like, I've not been in, in that massive film environment, so I wouldn't know from, from that. But I know, it, like, when I was doing productions in, in drama school, that kind of thing, you you definitely got people who thought, you know, they thought they were better than everyone else. And, and that's okay. Like, we're, we're taught to, to love ourselves. That That's okay. But when they bel- when they belittle other people, it's not it's not what you want as a like if they're perceiving this view as them being a leader, then that's that's not okay. Um, but yeah, yeah, there's there's help helping each other out. This world has got too much rubbish in it already. We don't need anyone being horrible. <laughs> it's bullying as well sometimes. It can be, yeah, yeah, it can be, and um, yeah, I was I was thinking about. Um, from the military days as well, 
back in back in the day. Um, you know, a lot of the fighter pilots that I came across were kind of introverted guys. You know, they're good leaders, good, very nice people. Um, yeah. They're very calm type people. Uh, and I guess they have to be, yeah. they have to be calm under pressure, you know. <laughs> You don't want well, someone yeah. bouncing off the walls flying around in a fighter jet, do you? <laughs> you know? Ab- so. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. So, no, um, and I think also like people people being leaders and being the, in their alpha mentality, it doesn't always have to be that way. They can, like you say, they can be introvert, introverted and they can just keep, not keep themselves to themselves, but they can do it in a in a roundabout way that doesn't give off this persona that everyone thinks of an alpha. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, as far as the workplace goes, Aaron, like, have you had any experiences in the workplace ex- itself? Like, with to- with to- as far as like tox toxicity and you know masculinity. Oh, there, there is a concept that I'm um, like. I think that um, it's more of a group dynamic, um, but. It is a bit of toxicity as well. So I call it um, a purple circle. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've ever come across purple circles before. No, but, never heard um, of that. Purple circle, you, if, you, if you're listening right now, you'll pick this up straight away. So I'm not talking to you, Abby. I'm talking about listeners. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. Pressure. If you've, if you've worked in these group settings, corporate environments, and, and this is not just limited to corporate environments, but you'll see it in teams anywhere. Um, generally, there is a purple circle. It's kind of like an inner circle of trust, and it can be from the top of the hierarchy right through to the bottom. And basically, it's a toxic kind of circle where basically, um, especially in the military, it can be very useful, but it also can be detrimental to the wider culture. So you've got this sense of favoritism among the group. So they have this sense of like an A team and a B team and a C team, you know, so they'll always pick the A team, you know, and if you're not in with the crew, you don't get picked for that certain task or whatever. And they'll always like, they'll get this purple circle molded over time and over time it will break down as well. But, you know, I've seen very strong purple circles in not just the military, but you know, past experiences in different companies yeah. and stuff like that. And it's like it can be can be quite toxic because um, there might be someone that is in the team that is has got something really good to con- contribute, you know, but because you're not in the circle, you don't get to contribute. It's like, yeah. and it's like it can be disheartening. That's why like a lot of companies, organizations lose their talent because they're not in with the crew, you know, so. Yeah. Favoritism, um, though, that's that's something even in school days where, like, the, the person who was struggling didn't get the most help. And, like, how does that make sense? Exactly. The same in the workplace, I guess. Yeah. It, it's, 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 I can see why it's beneficial, um, but it, it can be detrimental because there's that favoritism. And people, there's people out there that are, you know, they're not that traditional alpha who, you know, for for any less of a better word, they're not. Um, you know, they're not willing to ruffle the feathers. You know, to jump into that, or or even they're not even. 
they don't want to um, sacrifice their reputation to be part of the purple circle just so they're cool, you know. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. and unfortunately, it's not just masculinity. It's 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 any it's anyone. It's any gender. Women are just as brutal in the workplace, unfortunately, and and actually, it, it's everywhere you go. It's not just your workplace. It's not just it's not just school days. It's not just college. It's people will stab you in the back just to get to the top. Unfortunately. It's a sad reality that we live live mm. in really. Um it it's good when it's good when it's not <laughs> right in your face, you know. It's good yeah. when it's good when you think that oh uh no one's no one's uh, talking behind other people's back and stuff like that. But um one thing I've yeah. picked up on is uh if someone is talking to you about someone else, they may be talking about you behind you're back as well, so you got to kind that of That is a careful. very, very good point. Yeah. yeah. you got to really be so careful it's... who you tell. Tell what to. Let's, let's like, delve into this toxic max masculinity because um, yeah. I don't actually know what it means. Um, you hear it all. I hear it all the time thrown around, like, oh, this is toxic masculinity. But I don't know. What what does it mean to you? Like, is it a is it a thing for women to say or... Is it a buzzword or something? Or I, don't, I honestly can't even tell you. Um, I guess it means different things. Different things for everyone, really. Probably, um, it can probably just mean, uh, I guess, being a bit better than than women. Maybe that's what it, it screams out to me. Um, but unfortunately, like I said before, it's not. It's not just. It's not just the masculinity. It's the femininity as well that comes out, and they they come out to scratch their claws sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I haven't haven't actually. Well, I've you know, as a guy in different workplaces, uh, I've come across some different situations. Uh, I did work for a company that was um, it was owned and founded by two females, um, mm-hmm. and the. The group was actually, I think, it must have been ninety-five percent female. I think I was one of two guys there, and um, well, and uh, there was no, <laughs> no room for promotion there <laughs> for, for a guy. Anyway, <laughs> it was like, oh, so it can uh, happen the other way around, then, can't it? <laughs> yeah, it's not just about it's yeah. not just about gender, really, is it? I suppose I was outnumbered, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard, you know. Got to get that fifty-fifty yeah. balance, but. And actually, yeah. this this rings like from my own experience when I was working in England and um, was working at a, like a kids club. It was part of a gym, and I, I won't say the names of anything. Just you know, don't think it's fair to to scream anyone out. But at the same time, I think in a roundabout way, I was actually bullied. Like that also comes into it for me. I would say bullying massively comes into it because this person who we, we will not disclose. Um, although no, let's write her out. No, joking. Um, <laughs> No, <laughs> she was she was horrible. She was awful, and I, I think, without sounding too big headed myself, but that's also something we shouldn't be ashamed of saying. But I think I was actually better at the job than she was because she she went away on maternity leave. She then came back, and I had sort of not really stepped in, but I was I was just doing the best job that I could, and I think she was threatened by that, unfortunately. But that's Ooh, when I realized, yeah. hang on a minute, I really feel you know she's she's talking to other people like it was a crash like she's talking to other parents about me 
Like that's that's not okay. Like if there's a serious issue, I should be told about that by HR or something. Like she was just stirring mm-hmm. stirring the the pot. Oh yeah. That's a that's a red flag right there. Like um you know, I I, I can't recall a specific situation like that myself, but um mm. I have heard of it happening where people get insecure and they feel like the need to um, belittle others, talk about them behind their back. But, uh, in in Australia, yeah. I've heard this term called white ant. It's kind of like, um, have you? I'm learning you so termite? much today. Purple yeah. circles and uh... <laughs> yeah, white anting. It's kind of like uh, termites eating the wood in the house, so that eventually oh, okay. it crumbles. Pro- yeah, probably something yeah. similar here. Yeah, yeah. It's like a metaphor for you know, like people white ant others so wow. that they can get like promoted or whatever it's like that's yeah, interesting just plant this little seed over here 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 and eventually just let it ferment see how, or whatever <laughs> yeah see how far they'll go before they crumble yeah because mm. you can create like a bias in someone you know it's like a negative negative edification or negative marketing it's just like it's like a you know you can ruin someone's re- reputation before they even walk in the door. It's like, you know, this yeah. person's no good. I've heard bad things or whatever. You know, it's just, yeah. yeah. And just having a view on people before. Well? Yeah, I guess for me it's probably quite different because I, I, I'm I just behind the microphone a lot of the time. <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe maybe that's a good thing that I actually chose to do this because then I probably don't deal with a lot of, uh, a lot of toxic- <laughs> toxicity. But um <laughs> I guess, yeah, like you're constantly competing, um, but because you don't really ever get to meet anyone, it's it's actually not too bad in my in my world. But I say if I did want to go into into that into that vibe into that world, and it's not to say that it happens everywhere, but I think if you like, for example, someone who's cast in the same film each time, they might not even had to audition for it because it's their favorite. You know, it's their it's going back to what we were saying before it's that that favoritism that you know they get chosen each time or and it's not also not to say that they're not talented in that in that field either but yeah there's definitely favoritism um but yeah because I've not been in that whole acting on screen or acting as a group situation it's not so bad for me that's good yeah, I guess does that help with keeping you on the keeping on on your path and keeping you going towards yeah, your goals? And I, yeah, I, I always think like you know I, I don't claim to be the best voiceover artist in the world at all because I am competing. You know, if you audition, you're going to be competing with thousands of other people. Like there's hundreds of platforms that you go on, and you know you might not get the job, but you audition anyway because. It's not as scary as getting in front of a panel of people in person. Like that is that is scarier than maybe a driving test or something like that, I have to say. Like just my yeah. heart, the, the palpitations that I would get because I'd feel yeah. like, oh, I'm, I'm not as good as everyone else or, oh, but that other girl there was skinnier than me or she was taller than me or I'm not going to get the part because of X. But, yeah. you know, you're the best. You're doing the best that you can do. And that works for anything. It doesn't just work for acting. It works for anything. Like you're doing the best that you can do in that moment. Like there's nothing else you can do. Yeah. Yeah. It's about believing doing... in yourself as well. There's a lot of self-belief there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not easy when you're a young 18-year-old or 
even any age really but it's not it's not easy when you've not had life experience as well to not take it personally <laughs> i remember i cried at my very first audition <laughs> uh, for <laughs> I know it's it's not something you do trust not me good. it is not, not something good. that you do however I think I, they actually realized that I could then take on direction and they chose me for it was for a college my first uh, drama oh. acting college and I think they could see the potential because they were like okay she's okay she's cried that's fine but she's actually taken on what we've said on board and she's done the best that she could with it therefore that is exactly what I was there for I was going to train I wasn't auditioning for for a job so, yeah, that was nice. That's good. That's good. And congratulations. Like, Thank you. Good, good to hear that you, you know, still got through, even though Thank you, you had, a, had a bit of a breakdown, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I wonder, like, are we, are we starting to see, like, um, like, in the modern world that the traditional sense of an alpha is not really, you know, it's not really a thing? Like, I don't know about you, but. Um, I feel like there is a shift in in the in the world, like not just Definitely. like corporate or whatever, but you know, even um, you know, some of the best sort of football coaches, for example. There's one. His name is um, Wayne Bennett in Australia. He's like the calmest person ever, um, but he'll yeah. still tell people the truth. So it's sort of like. Yeah, yeah, that's like that's the alpha. Like that's the kind of coach you want. Like I heard a yeah. interview this week from Alex McKinnon, and he was talking about how Wayne Bennett actually helped him turn his life around. Uh, Alex McKinnon had a devastating injury. Uh, he broke his spine, and um, basically, yeah, obviously his mm. life was turned upside down from then. But this coach yeah. has still stayed in his life since. You know, yeah. Like, I think that's. I don't see any yeah. charismatic leaders, you know, making that kind of impact. To be quite honest, so. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's about like what you do from if if your world has turned upside down, what you do with it from there, isn't it? And having that's the people true. around you who lift you and support support you. That's true. Very true. Definitely. But I, I think so. Have you had back, any experience? Like, Sorry, I was going to say, have, <laughs> yeah. have you had an, have you have you had something like you? And you don't have to even go there if it's some, not something you're comfortable with. But I guess I'm just curious to know if you've had something like a trauma that you've had to rise up against that someone's been able to support you with, and like, or if you found a leader in someone or a coach in someone that you you've thought of. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, there is one example i was actually thinking about this week and um it was more so to do with another um another book that i'm going to be writing but um basically i was trying to think about an example which really turned my life around like what was that trigger because i wasn't always this kind of ambitious guy i actually was quite timid um you know i was quite shy didn't have much self-belief you know and um, this chief instructor, at, this is when I first joined the Air Force. Um, to try and cut a long story short, a chief instructor influenced me and told me that I didn't have the personality to be an aircraft technician. <laughs> wow. Um, I was dumb enough at that age to believe him. And I took this other career path that I shouldn't have. And it t- put me back two years. 
Um, but and that w- the career choice was because of what they said. Purely, he planted that wow. seed, and I was like, "Man, maybe he's right." You know, maybe I don't have people in my life. I didn't have like my family. My parents uh, quite ambitious, but not wildly successful. I didn't have anyone that had done s- sort of military before, besides my pop, but he was passed away. All these things yeah. that, like went through my mind, like all these insecurities. And I came back actually three and a half years later after <laughs> I was able to look that guy in the eye and tell him what he said and I told him he was wrong. So because I, I did go back, I went back eventually after I built up the courage to go back and do the training yeah. and I got I got Duck's award, um, got the commanding officer's award and I got another award as well that I can mention that wow. in another podcast but did you did you shove like, it in their face it was like i was like you know this this match that i had lit had just turned into like a flame you know it was like yeah flame yeah so yeah. that was like kind of the trigger for me it was like you know i had to like i do have a a chip on my shoulder but i don't know because if it's a that, bad yeah. thing or a good thing it's kind of like i guess it maybe if it dry yeah, sorry. If if it drives it can, you to to keep going, yeah, it can come across as ego, but I I'm trying to temper it. You know, I try to temper it every day. You know, but it's kind of like uh, I just I challenge everything now. I'm just like when someone says something, I'm like bullshit. <laughs> you know, it's not a good thing to say that, but in my mind, I'm just like someone says, "Oh, this is hard. That's hard. Oh, you can't do this. You can't do that." And because I've heard it so many times, I'm just like, yeah, bullshit. But who says bullshit. it is? Yeah, who says it should be that <laughs> yeah. way? Yeah, I, I I came across it a lot when I went back through that training. Because um, uh, a lot of people fail. It's like a really hard course, and we started with 15 people. We finished with five. But it's only mm. hard if you don't study. You know. Exactly. You've got to <laughs> like, have those. Yeah, it's going to be hard if you don't put the effort in. <laughs> Um, so I was like, you know, if I study hard, the test will be easy. It's like yep. crazy logic, crazy logic, right? <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. So, I don't know. If, like, <laughs> well, surely you come across the same sort of like mentality in acting in a way. Like you have to, you have to put in the work behind the scenes. Yeah. And I guess people always thought, oh, acting, that's, that's not a real job. Like, come on. You know, I think a lot of people feel that way when they're going into it, like, oh, I can never do that. Like, but in a, in a way, like, yes, of course, you have to have a backup. Like, I only wish, and, and there's no point in doing like the shoulda, woulda, couldas, but, you know, I, I always think, oh, I wished I had done a, an extra course or something, like maybe been a, trained as a hairdresser alongside of my course or something like that when I was training to be an actress, because you'll, you'll, you'll never be out of a job when you're a hairdresser, but at the same time, that was one of the first things to close during COVID, so, hmm. um, <laughs> no, but um, <laughs> no, but just something like that, that would have been a sustainable career, something that people always need, but then I'm like, well, people always need comedy, don't they? They always need uplifting, they need to be inspired, so... So yeah, acting act, acting is is an ins, in, inspiring world for me because I, especially now that I've had so much life experience, I'm like, well, I've got buckets uh, full of things to be able to put into my acting now. Um, despite not actually actively acting or going out looking for those roles, like 
like say majority of my work is in voiceovers so and also apologize for if people can't see my mouth if they are actually seeing this <laughs> I'm trying to speak into the mic um but yeah just uh people I never really got told that I couldn't do it because I, I was brought up in an environment where you can do whatever you want to do, especially my parents, you know, support. They've always said, you know, do do what you can and do your best. Like in school, I didn't enjoy, I didn't hate school, but I also didn't love it. But then who who loved it? <laughs> who loved it really? Um, <laughs> but <laughs> no, but I, I remember doing um, over here, I don't know if, if it, what the sort of schooling system is in Australia, but here we had like GCSEs which you did until you're about 16. And then after that, it was A-levels, um, which is very sort of English, English uh, similar thing. But over here, they were called IGCSEs because it was an international upbringing in Portugal. So they were generally a lot harder. And that was always my excuse. It's harder in Portugal because it's internationally based. Um, so I guess, yeah, I, ca- I, I came up with all the excuses under the sun as to why things were harder because it was just stuff that I never wanted to do. I was like... Since I was four years old, all I have ever wanted to do is perform. And being stuck in a classroom doing maths and writing stories that I that I didn't care about, I was like, well, this isn't fueling my fire. So, yeah, I'll do stuff that actually brings me joy and gives me the satisfaction that I need. So um, when I was 16, I did my what's called the GCSE in drama, got an A star I think it was <laughs> um and that was like the only a that I've ever got in my life so <laughs> I was delighted but um but then after that there was nothing to go forward with because there were, it wasn't offered in higher education where I was and I was too young to go anywhere else really I didn't have enough experience and didn't feel ready to go so I ended up just doing things that I didn't like for two two more years after that so yeah but no one ever really told me I couldn't do it I just did it <laughs> Good. Yeah, it, it is like it's there's a there's something to take from that, you know. Like I don't know, I don't really care who you are. Like there's a Thanks. lot, not a lot of people that actually do follow through, you know. Um, yeah, you know, we I came across that a lot in um, the military because not, yeah. a lot of people complain, but they don't do anything to change themselves. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that's a really and, good point. And like, and you're doing something that basically is in your passion, and you know it. And it, there's a there's an element of self awareness there too, because you need to know that you're passionate about that, right? Yeah, so, yeah. I think there's I a think lot of I... people that uh, they they kind of ignore their own self awareness and what they're saying and their strengths, themselves. their strengths as well. Uh, they probably exactly. believe believing in themselves if they don't believe that they are strong in in that subject or in that in that topic i wonder yeah. if if there's a certain actor that you look up to that you aspire to be like do you know what in, so in... many people have asked me this <laughs> you're yeah. not the first one um it's a weird one because i can't even explain the reasons why sometimes um there are two actors actually and it's not the most obvious actors um for me it's actually judy dench as far as a female actress i remember i read somewhere that she she only really got into act and i could be completely wrong in this but i feel like she really got into acting in her late was it 30s or early 30s maybe 
something like yeah. that. But anyway, later later on in life. But I just think wow. I always look at her and I go, she's so natural. Like I feel like when she's interviewed as well, I'm like, oh no, but she seems like that in real life as well. Like okay, she might be playing a particular character, but obviously yeah. they'll it, it will be coming from somewhere because acting isn't just about acting it's about reacting as well which is something yeah. i remember remember picking up from school drama school yeah. the one thing i picked up um but yeah. yeah i i look up to her um it's not an obvious choice because you'd think i'd go for someone who's my age but her and yeah. maybe um probably or oh, i'm gonna go with kate winslet just because she's very adaptable as well like yeah. she you know, in Titanic, obviously, that was when I first sort of recognized her. And I can't believe she let Jack go, but I'll have to forgive her that for that one. But anyway, she she is very adaptable because she can then play a real nasty character or, you know, she's so yeah. adaptable. I, I just like people who are adaptable. And also yeah. my other one is Will Smith, despite some people's... Uh, <clears throat> I know it's a, probably a, probably a, a t an unpopular opinion uh, because of you know uh, the, uh, the because of uh, Chris, yeah yeah maybe maybe not the the most popular choice. However, he is very very good at what he does. Yeah, he's got an amazing story too, hasn't he? Like the way yeah is I mean he had a really positive influence in his life. It was, I think it was his grandmother or his mum. Yeah. And how he was, he was a rapper first. Mm, yeah. And uh, his career was kind of like going downhill or something. He he became bankrupt overnight or something. And he had like that one shot, which was the Prince of Bel-Air. And like he had to just nail it. Like, Yeah, he did. Yeah. I don't know how popular he is now, but I still like you, Will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he's a great actor. Great. I mean, I'm sure he's a great person. I don't know what goes on behind the scenes in like some of these Hollywood elites, but no. I mean, to be a fly you know, on the reading into these stories, kind of crazy, man. But don't want to know much more about that, you know. <laughs> no, yeah. and I think like you don't hear a lot about. I don't know if 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 it's just because I don't go looking for it, or I don't look. Yeah. I don't even read. Look at the news. People tell me off for it. I'm like, I just don't. I just don't like the news. It's always bad news. But like Kate, going back to Kate Winslet, like she keeps herself. To not to herself completely, but I think she just stays out of the, the bullshit. Yeah, actually, she does pretty well with that. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna um, also get your opinion on something, and it's a mm -hmm. it's a theory of mine. Um, okay. But basically, in the acting world, anyway, um, there's an actor called, and this guy is probably similar to another a number of other actors, but. These actors are not, um, they're not the leading man in the movie, but um, but they still have a significant impact in the movie. It's kind of like um, uh, Joker in, yeah. um, is it The Dark Knight Rises? I, I yeah. can't remember if that was one. And um, Ben Foster in The Mechanic. Mm -hmm. um, and he's also in Alpha Dog. He's not the leading um, actor. But he still has this like significant impact in the movie that it's almost like he is the rival to the main actor. It's like, you know, the they're not the antagonist. The underdog. But that's right, yeah. It's like I don't know, if I was thinking of someone like uh who was gonna 
dominate in a way that yes, they're not the leader, but they can still dominate. That's yeah. The, these are like good examples, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I, ca- I can't think of anyone specifically to relate to, but yeah, like you say, that the underdog that surprises you and you go, okay, they and they're probably not even getting paid as much as the the main actor as well. But that's something we'll go yeah. into um, after um, <laughs> after some of the other topics. But um, but yeah, just generally like someone who completely surprises you. Like, for example, take 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 the this is a, a wild example, but take the Wizard of Oz, right? So Dor- Dorothy, I played Dorothy in my local theatre's uh, production a few years back, pre-COVID, and I absolutely loved her. Absolutely brilliant. My dream was to be <clears throat> challenge myself to be on stage again after after many many years. Um, but being Dorothy, you you technically are the lead, and however, without those three friends. She's nothing. Without the lion, without the tin man, without the scarecrow. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I suppose Toto the dog. She, you know, they're the they're the 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 underdogs, literally, some of them. Um, but like they're hilarious. The rest of them, you know, without her, without them, she wouldn't have made it down the down the red, yellow brick road. <laughs> exactly. I don't yeah. know if they, I don't know if that's a crazy uh, wild. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wild explanation uh, yeah. but i'm just wondering if there's like uh examples for anyone that's listening that um they could sort of like identify as that yeah. sort of like if they're not that charismatic person outgoing you know how can they still be alpha in a way that yeah. they could model off someone that w- you know Un- we could share yeah, yeah absolutely uh, unassuming i suppose is another another word to to use to describe unassuming. yeah and I think I think of um, also like there are some wildly successful people in the world that you don't see in social media, for example. Like no, you don't see like you don't you don't see like uh, I mean not in traditional sense, but I don't see Bill Gates giving like uh, TikTok updates every day. You know, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> for example, I guess yeah, um, that's so true. Or you don't you don't see. Elon Musk really doing anything but you know the odd tweet but like yeah and I don't know about you Aaron but just going like as as far as social media goes it is a place where people feel like they can release so much and it it can be used for the good and the bad I think social media when if we're going into that I know that's not that's not specifically something we were we were going to go on to today but just in general like by people mm. talking like like who you just mentioned, you know, yeah, yeah. the people who who are unassuming, but they still get on with their jobs. They don't need to prove to people that they're doing their jobs. They just do their jobs. Yeah, that's true. Have you heard of this dude, um, Andrew Tate? Have you heard of him? Do you know what? It's really interesting because I was actually gonna gonna send it to you yesterday. There was an article in the Grazia magazine oh, about yeah, him, yeah, yeah. and yeah. and I, I'm gonna admit. Hands up, I hadn't a clue who he is, but maybe that's quite a good thing because he doesn't sound like a very good person. Um, but it was very, very interesting. I was like, wow, yeah. that is shocking. I don't know if you want to explain yeah. to anyone who, does, who doesn't know who he is because you probably know more about him. You know what? I actually don't know much about the guy. Um, but, um, you know, when by the time uh, I've got like this sort of uh, approach to social media, um, if it comes up in my news feed more than like five or six times, I'm like, fine, I'll read it. <laughs> you know, mm, so yeah. I was like, fine. All right. Everyone's talking about this dude. 
he went on to a podcast with uh, Patrick Bet David, who's like quite prominent guy in business. And um, I was like, oh, well, I respect Patrick Bet David, but I'm still not lis- listening to a three, I think it was a three hour, I, th- maybe, I think it was five hours, five hour podcast where they wow. literally just sat in the same seat, smoke cigars and drink alcohol and talk. And I'm like, man, it's a long po- podcast, but. You know, if yeah. I'm going to learn anything about this guy, I'll probably watch this podcast. So I did listen to the whole thing over like a period of a week. Yeah. Um, I found a lot of, I found out a lot about him, but probably all the things that he wants us to know about, you know, obviously yeah. there's very controversial things that he does as well. Um, yeah. So he's like. Yeah, uh, just from having read one article yeah. about it, I was like, that's probably three hours you'll never get back, hey? It's hard, you know, like, you know, I guess um, in this in the modern world, it's like um, trial by media, you know. So it's like I think everyone is still allowed to have that presumption of in- innocence until proven guilty. But, you know, yeah, true. Um, it's still very controversial. Like I don't want to – I don't really want to go into it until I do <laughs> adequate research. But – Yes, he does have some pretty serious claims against him. So it's like, well, you know, that's pretty bad. So yeah, it's uh, not someone yeah. we want to uh, to follow particularly. Yeah, it's. I don't think he would be like uh, that alpha persona Lead, that alpha I would leader. For. <laughs> Definitely yeah. not. Definitely yeah. not. And it sounds yeah. like he's he, he's sort of back out there in the world doing doing what he's doing. But yeah, he's not someone anyone should look yeah. up to. I did. I did find something interesting because he's got like this um, brother who almost looks like an identical twin. I think his name is Tristan Tate. And um, Patrick, but David said something interesting to him. He said, Mm. I think you know that Tristan is actually the alpha. Like he's like the more calmer (laughs) brother. And he's like, yeah, Yeah. you're right. Like he is actually more, you know, well-grounded, more sensible and all this stuff. I'm like... That's an interesting concept to think about too. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, someone who we think is is maybe more confident, more assertive, but maybe not. Uh, but, yeah, guess, he's, he, you know, he doesn't sound like a good mm, person. <laughs> yeah. But I so think is that when you to, Sorry, carry on. <laughs> sorry to cut you off. Uh, <laughs> no, don't worry. Um I was thinking about the the salesperson. Have you ever come across a salesperson? Um, mm. and you've just been sold on something that you don't even know what happened. Like you're just like, wow, I'm buying it, you know. In, in gen- like in, in terms of an actual shop or just literally en- in any terms of products? Like, or- uh, you know, when you buy a car or you buy yeah. uh, maybe a perfume or something, it's generally like mm. a salesperson that will deal with you to sell yeah. you that item. Have you ever been um, like been sold on something? You're just like, wow, I don't even know what happened, but I just bought something like yeah it was um it's it's quite random actually it was actually some some makeup <laughs> and to be honest with you, this was quite a few years ago but it it was actually because because of the actual person not necessarily the product it was she was super super helpful and my mom and I were actually we were there together and we actually wrote in her in the you know there's over in Portugal I don't know what it's like in Australia but in Portugal we have this book it's like a it's called Livro de Reclamações in Portuguese um it's actually it's called like complaints book basically um and uh, and they hate it 
like if you get bad service they're like oh no don't write in the book please don't write in the book I'll give you what you want I'll give you what you want but this girl she was just super and it surprises me that we were surprised by it and that's horrible that we are surprised by it but I was like no this girl deserves a promotion or something not even just for that act but she deserved to be to be recognized because she was so delightful like I had not a clue what what she was selling me I'm like it's a I makeup I don't know lipstick or whatever it was you know I don't I don't care like okay obviously it's more specific if, if it's something relating to like a car obviously you're just like yeah. I don't care what car I get no uh, this was makeup which I didn't necessarily need but I wanted it and uh, she was very kind to explain it to me so yeah I was sold on her on her persona I guess on her persona okay mm. yeah yeah it's interesting <laughs> like uh I, I feel like um there's there's the concept of a salesperson that people think they know, and then there's mm. the good salespeople. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, and I've, I've always, like, I've known the difference from a background in consulting where, like, yeah. you need to qualify your client first. You need to understand their needs and what yeah. they're actually looking for, and Absolutely. then you need to help them. It's sort of like yeah. bridging the gap. And the good salespeople don't you know, throw a whole bunch of content at people and expect them to buy. It's like, actually, no, no they find out what their client needs first. So, yeah, you're uh, right. It's interesting over here, and just in terms of retail, we we walk into any shop, they either completely ignore you or they're the other complete opposite and they're hovering you, just trying to sell you something that clearly does not fit you. I'm like, I'm not that size. I will never be that size. So please don't put that up to me and tell me that it will fit me. It will not fit me. <laughs> so that is the kind of person that is just trying to sell you anything just to just to get the, the work, just to get the, you know, but if someone actually knows about their trade and knows about their stuff, then yeah, yep. then you will buy yep. it. Then you will buy that product from them. Yep. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> Well, uh, I was gonna—I was actually gonna ask you a question because you're the woman in the room, in the <laughs> virtual room. But I mean, when we talk about like the alpha persona, is it—is it applicable to women too? Yeah, I'd say it is. I think um, being self-driven, especially, is something that people might. They might be intimidated by, um, but just as long as you don't trample on people for that success, I think that's massively important, yeah. whether any any gender you are. But but I was also going like, I was going to say, like, can we even say man or woman these days? Like, I know that's a whole nother topic, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, people, people, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not knocking, like, be where you want to be, do what you want to do. But course, I should also yeah. be, I should, I should also be proud. Yeah, and I, I know. And also I, I totally respect anyone who wants to be what they want to be and it and it makes me sad that they have to fight for their gender as well that makes me really sad because I do have yeah. I have a lot of empathy mm-hmm. for people but but I'm also like well you know it I am proud to be a woman as well so therefore I will be I will be a woman and say that I am a woman um yeah. but yeah I guess it, it does apply to women too um but maybe in a less mm-hmm. assuming way perhaps I don't know if mm-hmm. that's a I guess there's no real Mm. right or wrong answer to that is there probably i don't know, I don't know. it's a really tough you, one I've, you know like i know you were, you I'm were not saying before about <laughs> <laughs> well you might be you can be you can be whatever you want to be yeah, maybe tomorrow I um anyway yeah, yeah. We, 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 but, uh, i, I worked, hope we're not uh, going to offend anyone here but yeah i um i actually worked with uh someone who was a woman uh, born a woman and uh, transitioned to a male, 
And I didn't yeah. know until after. I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, the thing. It's I like, think I worked with matter. them for about one year. One yeah. year and then I found out. I was like, oh, yeah. wait. So this dude's, this dude's is not uh, traditionally a woman. Uh, traditionally mm. a man. I'm like, oh, that's crazy, man. Yeah. Like, this, he's yeah. pretty cool. But they, cool dude, they so. also, also just get on and do their jobs anyway, don't they? So it's like, that's why yeah, it makes exactly. me sad that that they have that people have an opinion on that because it's not fair because they hmm. <clears throat> should just be able to live their life in an unassuming way like most of us do anyway. That's it. Yeah. Go, uh, I think. I don't know if I that think, answered um, your question. <laughs> well, I think. Like, <coughs> to to sort of bounce back off your answer, I think men have have a responsibility to boost women, boost yeah. women up. Um, because we we have both our strengths and weaknesses, you know, like I everyone think, does, yeah. And regardless of your gender, but I think traditionally too, yeah. women do have strengths that men don't have. I feel they do, yeah. Um, yeah. Certainly in different situations, um, but it could maybe it's not gender ba- basis, but yeah. Um, yeah, I it still might not feel be. like uh, like for my like my example is my partner. She's Mexican. So yeah. the culture background is very different. Um, exactly, yeah. That, but, that uh, might be a lot of a lot of the time it comes into that the culture, but she's religion. Not, not as outspoken as I am, you know, as a dude. I'm less, much yeah. less qualified than she is, and she's like way more smarter than I am, you know. Yeah, so that's probably important. why it works. Possibly, yeah. It's a balance. But in the workplace, you know, mm. I think I think there's guys that don't respect that. You know, yeah, yeah. I think we've we've seen it all too much with the whole Me Too thing as well. It's uh, and unfortunately, it can happen the other way as well. It can be the woman, you know, doing the doing the dirty. But um, yeah, unfortunately, that is something that we now have to think about. Yeah, 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 definitely. And I think the the thing that I don't want to see is um, I don't want to see divisiveness. You know. No. I want to see more collaboration because there's a lot of um, <clears throat> feminist groups and probably masculine groups that are popping up as well, men-specific yeah. groups. It's it's good, but it's still divisive. Isn't it? It's like a, it's kind of like going against. It's like an us and them sort of mentality, you know. So <laughs> yeah, um, and there's also something I saw recently. It was um, someone that I follow. Um, she's a big advocate for the. I think also to do with like gender pay gap and, and everything as well, like flexible flexible working for mums, that kind of thing. And she was saying she's called Mother Pucker is her <laughs> is her handle, which I think is brilliant. And um her she's basically saying that women feel like they have to apologize for who they are, seem to have to prove themselves a lot much a lot more. Um yeah. especially yeah. when when they've had children because why should you have yeah. to say sorry? Sorry, I need to go and get my child from nursery. Sorry, my child's sick today. Like, why shouldn't it be yeah, that yeah. way for men as well? Like, I know it's different, obviously, depending on whether you have yeah. a, a co-parent or not, or you know, yeah. it's obviously yeah. different different cir- circumstances. But it shouldn't Definitely. just be the women that have to explain themselves. Like the men, do the men go sorry? I have to, I have to leave because my child's sick. I don't know. I don't know if that's completely off scale or not. Yeah, no. Like I, I met up with a friend of mine who's got kids on the weekend and he said that um, his boss his boss has approval to come to work late and leave early to pick and pick up the kids and drop them off but he didn't give him permission 
it's like, well, what the? No. <laughs> it's just like contradicting yeah. like the whole yeah, so of, it, yeah. <laughs> that Yeah, I guess that comes into it because they're obviously both males, so therefore it's not about gender, is it? Not that even. About it's just about power. Alpha. Just <laughs> power move, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, um, and he, I, he, <laughs> he asked his boss uh, about the flexible working arrangements. And the boss said, oh, I encourage flexible work. You know, I encourage yeah. flexibility and all this stuff. And he goes, oh, cool. Well, I'm planning to work from home these days because I'm studying and it's approved under the work uh, arrangement and all this stuff. He's like, yeah. no, you'll come to work five days a week. <laughs> it's like, well, why did you even, <laughs> why did why you even you tell even me to say that? Like, why did you tell me that flexibility is encouraged? <laughs> I wonder if there's like a workplace body. Is there some, there has to be. There's like a governing body for the people who have flexible working. That's especially after COVID. It's not fair. Not in this particular workplace. <laughs> <laughs> By the sounds of it, um, I don't know if this is. If this, well, I guess it is relative. But talking about the the acting gender pay gap, I, I yeah, recently yeah. saw something about um, University of Wisconsin revealed that actresses in Hollywood only get an average of one million dollars less per film than men do which is that makes oh, me angry. Is that all? Jeez, that's not much at all wow yeah <laughs> yeah no it's, it's nothing um yeah okay. and like, uh, wow. that's not that's not okay mm. <laughs> yeah and that's that's a tough one because um yeah as a as a dude um i certainly i'm not shy like i will mm. i will lose my job if i have to to negotiate the pay that i want um, but I yeah. don't know if my partner would do the same, you know. So, yeah, um, it's it's a mentality as well. I feel like I guess um, it depends if you're in a position to to say yes or no to certain things. Then it depends what you need true. to to be able to That's live the true. life that you want that you want to leave lead. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I think I actually feel women have a lot of capability. And it needs to be. They need to really put their hand up and just go for go for it. You know, if there's an opportunity that they want, they should honestly just go in. Like your your attitude is just, I've done the best I can. I deserve this yeah. job. Like you cannot. Yeah. You can't go in ninety nine percent or ninety eight percent. You have to go in hundred percent. No. No, it's like everyone always in when in drama school they always said, you have to tell them why not you. You have to prove to them why not me. Exactly. I remember someone sending a, a, one of my coaches, my tutors in, in drama school, he said, oh, um, one student or one one actor had sent to a casting director or whoever it was, director, he'd sent some Mars bars in with his application. I was like, that's a good bribe, isn't it? It is. Good idea. <laughs> it's a really good idea. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Like, if anyone wants to apply for a job with Abigail Voices, please do send some. Um, I'm going to go with milk, milka, <laughs> milka chocolate, yeah. milka chocolates. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good, good, yeah. good note. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, like how how much time we have left, Aaron. Uh, I'm going to go into my Australian accent now. Um, Yep, Abby's an Aussie right now, so yeah. <laughs> just changed. Just changed. What, what part of Australia um, are you from today? I've heard that I'm from Cairns, um, so that's Ooh, where Cairns. I'll be today. Oh. Yeah, not even hey. heard of it. Not, no, no, not even been there, but you know, 
There we go. We can we can dive more into accents next week. Right, we'll do some accents next week. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, so um, I just thought I'd give an update uh, on where we're at with the Critical Alpha stuff. Um, so I've got an update on the book. I've actually been working on, on the book in the background. I got it professionally edited this week. Um, and I've also got a brand new cover, which I surveyed my my uh, my network with. So came oh, up yeah. with two covers that are popular. So I'm going to have two options on Amazon in coming weeks. Awesome. So pretty exciting. The book's professionally edited now. So hopefully no errors, things like that. Like I did, like I, I read that book back to back numerous times, but there's still errors. It's like... Just so hard, you know. Once yeah, you've been that's staring the thing. At something. No. Yeah, you always need a fresh pair of eyes. Definitely, <laughs> you do. Yeah, fresh pair of eyes makes such a big, big uh, difference. So, um, and apart from that, uh, on the app as well, we've put together. We're putting together a members platform on the app as well. So uh, we're changing it up a bit, making it a little bit more streamlined user-friendly so will that be more like so, a yeah. forum where people can chat? no actually we're gonna put um we're gonna put audio instructions on there Ooh. centered around the the critical alpha core skills to awesome. help people uh with what they're doing and give them more context so uh initially it'll just be me sharing my personal experiences to help people and then i'll bring on guest speakers as well to uh, share their personal experiences and how it's applicable to certain areas. So, yeah. Brilliant. Exciting. Well, if you want to tell our so, listeners yeah. where they'll be able to hear us, listen to us, we will obviously lead, leave everything in our description on where to find us. Definitely. Yeah, we'll put all the, put everything in the description. Um, we've, uh, we've previously discussed it, Abby, but where, where's the best place to find you? Mine is probably Instagram, which is abigail.voices.portugal. Very confusing. But otherwise, abigailvoices.com. Awesome. And socials, are you on socials? You're on? Yeah, just there's all my links from my website um, on the socials as well. I don't really do Facebook, but more Instagram than than Facebook. Okay, cool. Fair enough. And uh, yeah, I'm on all social platforms, but mainly Instagram, which is uh, Real Alpha Talk, and YouTube, same thing, and uh, Facebook, I'm not so much, but it's uh, just Critical Alpha critical alpha Official, and the website's criticalalpha.com. Cool. Thank you, everyone, and we will catch up with you next week. <laughs>